Hello, 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 queens. It's Latanya. How are you? How is everybody? Doing well, I hope. Oh my goodness, it has been a wonderful day today, and I hope that your day has been going um, marvelous as well. Well, today's episode, we are going to be discussing something that I think many of us um, are dealing with or have dealt with at some point, but most of us don't like to talk about it. That is our mental health, depression and anxiety and just those feelings of being overwhelmed, the feelings of sadness sometimes, the feelings of hopelessness, Um, again, um, depression and anxiety, those things that, you know, a lot of us don't, we don't want to talk about it. We don't want to admit that we have or are suffering through it and just trying to get through each day, not really feeling like we know what our next move is or really what to do so one of the things that about me I'm a very open person I'm pretty much an open book if you ask me something um, if I feel like it's your business (laughs) I don't mind sharing it with you but um, there is one part of me that is private and I'm going to share it with you and that is that I have been and sometimes still can be uh, clinically depressed um, at a point to where I had to be placed on medication. I was on two antidepressants. I was on a mood stabilizer, an anti-anxiety medication, as well as sleep aids. Y'all, I'm telling you, I was a mess. I was a whole hot mess. But I didn't really know what was going on. I just knew that I had changed. And for those who know me, you know that I'm pretty laid back and, you know, um, I just don't let a lot of things bother me. Um, I'm probably one of the most easygoing people you're going to meet. I just I just don't let a lot of things bother me. I don't entertain a lot of drama or foolishness in my life. So when I started becoming really short with people, especially my children, and my students, I knew something was wrong because I didn't, I didn't even like who I was anymore. I was, you know, beginning to ask myself, who is this person? Who are you? And I don't like you. I would look in the mirror and I just seemed dark. And I remember my face even feeling like it was always tight. Like my jaws was, was just always tight. Like, like, like my teeth were maybe even clenched and I don't know if you could see it in my face but I always felt it I began to suffer from insomnia so I would be up for hours and hours and hours on end and it was frustrating because when it was time to go to bed the, the term that I would use was that my mind wouldn't turn off so it was just constantly going and it was frustrating because I can remember lying in bed, crying, begging God to help me to sleep. Just let me go to sleep. Just let me get one hour of sleep. 
and then the I would look at the clock and it would go from one to two to two to three from three to four four to five and I would just pray Lord just you know give me just at least one hour of sleep and uh, I may have gotten it maybe not I don't know but it was time to get up and go to work the next day and that's just what I did and but that made me even meaner because I was tired so I decided as I was saying that I just didn't like the person who I was and who she was becoming so I was well before I decided let me back up so when I lived in Atlanta, Georgia, I don't know, for those who are in Atlanta, you'll know what I'm talking about when I mention Spaghetti Junction, but I was driving home from work. I used to have to take that every day during my commute. And I remember driving home from work one day and I had a thought. And my thought was, I wonder how it would feel to drive right off of this highway. And if, you're, if you are familiar with Spaghetti Junction, you know what I'm talking about. This is not something you just drive off of and into a ditch. This is something that if you were to drive off of it, you are going to fall. Gosh, I don't even know how many stories. But, you know, probably this, along the lines of a, of a really, really tall downtown building. So I had that thought. And I immediately pushed it out of my head. And I thought, you know, okay, what, what are you doing? What are you doing? I pushed it out of my head and kept going. No, no, you know, just kept going on with life. A few days later, I was coming home from work and again had the same thought. But this time, I actually started drifting to the right. And I knew at that moment that I needed help. I knew at that moment that something was seriously wrong because. I had thoughts of killing myself and I knew I needed help and the very next day I made an appointment and I went to a doctor the doctor gave me a questionnaire I don't know how many questions were on it I'm gonna say maybe maybe 10 15 no more than no more than 20 but um, before you know, I filled all, all I filled out the questionnaire and I gave it back to him, and and I know he didn't look at all the answers, all of my responses, but I just remember him pulling his glasses kind of down over his nose and looking up over his glasses at me, and he said, "You are severely depressed," and I remember just all I could do was just pretty much shake my head in agreement because I I knew I felt sad and I knew I felt lonely but when you think about normally when you think about the word depressed you know you think about someone who is in bed all the time you know the curtains are drawn someone who um, pulls away from their friends and their family and you know you just think you, I don't know I just have in my mind you know someone who is, you know walks with their head down and you know things like that and that was not me but I realized that I was basically putting on a mask I every day I would get up in the morning 
get ready for work, get my kids off to school and everything that I needed to do as a mom. And by that, I was putting on my mask. I did what I had to do to get through the day. I did what I had to do to do my job. I did what I had to do to take care of my children. I just did what I had to do to get through the day. I smiled in front of people. I taught my classes like, you know, (laughs) teacher of the year. I did my social life. I, you know, did everything that, that people expected me to do. But when I came home, that's when I took my mask off. And the depression, the anxiety, it really hit at night. So I was, like I said, placed on these different medications. But my doctor told me, he said, Latanya, this is not a fix. He said it is a band-aid for the wound he said and like all wounds the band-aid is just there to cover it and to protect it so that it can you know heal but at some point we have to remove the bandages to let the air get to it and um, for complete healing he said that only you know what the root of the problem is. Only you know what the wound is. And this, these medications are not going to fix the problem. They are not going to heal the wound. You are going to have to do the work to do that. And that may require um, therapy. That may require time. It may require space. It may require elimination. Whatever it requires, only you can do that. And that was eye-opening for me. Because I had to look into my life, recognize, well, let me back up, appreciate all that was good. But I had to also recognize all that was bad. I had to own my dirt. I had to acknowledge the dirt, the pains, the anguish that other people were causing me. And I had to make a decision. Was I going to allow those who said that they loved me to continue to treat me the way that I had been allowing or was I going to say no so that I could heal myself and that's what I did I said no no more and I began my healing process now I know you may be wondering what um what was, you know, these, the people that I'm referring to or the situations that I'm referring to. And we can, that, that's another, makes for another episode. Um, but let's just say it, it was my marriage. I had to come to grips that my marriage was no longer healthy. And it had become toxic. And that my relationship with my husband was 
going to kill me. Literally, it was going to kill me. It had already began to kill the internal me and who I was. But if I allowed myself to stay in that situation, that emotional state, then I could have very well driven off of that bridge. Leaving behind my children, leaving behind my family, leaving behind my friends, all would have questions as to why. Because like I said, the mask that I had been wearing had not only was it fooling myself, but it was fooling all of those people because no one knew. So when it comes to mental health and when it comes to depression, when it comes to anxiety and those feelings of being overwhelmed, just know that you're not alone. I know that it may seem like it's a dark place. I know that it is a lonely place. I'm not even going to say seem. It is a dark place. It is a lonely place. You do feel like your world is falling apart. You do feel helpless. You feel hopeless. You don't know whether to cry, whether to laugh, whether to sleep, whether to wake up. It's a feeling for those who have never experienced it. I, It's hard for me to articulate. It's dark with just a glimmer of light. It's like being in a dark room, pitch black room with all the doors closed and underneath the door, you can see just a glimmer of light. And you're trying to find your way to that light, but it's so far in front of you and you can't see your hand. You're just following that, trying to follow that light, but you're down this long, dark hallway. You don't know whether you need to keep going straight. You don't know if you need to stop. You don't know what's ahead of you. It's dark. But, There is light on the other side of that door. There is light. So get the help that you need. Don't be ashamed. Don't be afraid. Reach out. There are people who love you and people who want to help you. People who will not judge you. There are numbers, hotlines that you can call for help. You can go to your church if you if you have some type of faith. There is help. You do not have to suffer in silence and in darkness alone. And don't be afraid and ashamed to be medicated. You know, a lot of times in the in the African American community, we don't want to talk about 
being medicated. We just want to put everything in, in, in God's hands and we want to pray about everything, which I'm not saying we shouldn't. We should, but there are also, I believe that, you know, the Lord, he gave us knowledge. He planted those seeds of knowledge into these pharmacists and these researchers' minds so that they could develop the drugs that would help people. That's just my belief. So don't be ashamed. I'm telling you guys, the medication saved my life. And when I came out of that dark place, and it took me years, years to come out of that dark place. They say coming off of these types of drugs, you know, you need to do it under a doctor's care and, you know, with supervision. I'm going to tell you something. That's not what I did. I just knew. I had found my light, and I didn't take another pill. Now, was that smart? Maybe not. <laughs> Maybe not. But guess what? It worked for me. So it's not something you have to deal with forever. You know, if, if, if you are at a point to where you have to be on medication, it's not something you have to take forever. So don't be ashamed. Don't be afraid. If, if your doctor is recommending it to you, you know, you could get a second opinion or third opinion if you like. But I'm telling you, those medications, they saved my life. That along with the support of my closest family and my closest friends, I was able to find my light. Now, other times where I don't land in these dark places again no absolutely not I do I do more often than you know but I now that I can recognize the signs I'm able to pull myself out of that before I find myself in so deep you all I hope you enjoyed this podcast this this episode and what I'd like for you to take away from it is that our mental health is critical that we take care of ourselves. It's critical that we acknowledge when things are not right and when something is wrong. It's critical that we seek help. And it's critical that we accept the help that is being given to us. There is light. You are loved. You are on this earth for a reason. It is not a fluke. The Creator has something special, unique, and wonderful for you. It's just for you to find what it is and for you to release that power. The power is within you. Have a wonderful day.